Hey everybody! Welcome to the newest episode of the Nintendo's podcast. I'm your co-host Jake, and I'm the other part of the co-host Brayden. Yeah, together we make one host, separated at birth, yeah. cut in half, and reunited at different ages. Don't worry about it. Yeah. If this is your first time listening, um, we we actually talk about video games, not about how we were separated at birth. We talk about Nintendo news, uh, games new and old. And we talk about a classic gem every week, hence Nintendo Gems. Well, uh, since our last episode, um, we have added a, a Gmail account. Yes, we did. That email is just nintendgems at gmail.com. We would really love it if you would email us with your comments, questions, complaints, and uh, maybe even suggestions for games to us to cover. Um, for us to cover, that is. But... Uh, because you know we don't we we haven't played everything, and I'd love to hear what y'all are playing and and some of your favorite old retro games as well. So send us an email, that old school email. Yeah, for sure. And uh, by the time you've heard, you're hearing this, we should have social media accounts up. We haven't really decided exactly what we're making, but probably Facebook and Instagram, maybe a Twitter. Um, so I'm sure that'll just be at Nintendo Gems on all of those. So make sure, uh, by the time you're listening to this, if it's up to follow us and yeah, we'll blow you up next episode about it too. So oh, for us. sure, for sure. All right. So do you want to just get right into the news? Yeah, let's do some news. All righty. So, uh, the first big news story from the past week that, um, I thought was neat is, uh, Nintendo put out their, their Q1, uh, earnings and their sales for the first quarter of this year. And so now we have updated sales on the top 10 selling Switch games. And I've never looked at this list, so I added the whole list and I thought we would just talk about it for a minute or two. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure I'm sure people have heard this before and know what this is, but personally, I haven't. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to go in it from a 10 to 9. I'm just going to read mm-hmm. it. So it's uh, number 10, Mario Tennis Aces. Number 9, 1-2 Switch. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> number eight, uh, New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. Yikes, question mark. Uh, number seven, Super Mario Party. Uh, number six, Splatoon 2. Number five, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Counting those as one, I guess. Okay. Uh, number four, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Number three, uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Number two, Mario Odyssey. And number one, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So... What are your initial thoughts on that list? Well, I definitely, I think I actually knew about Mario Kart 8 Deluxe being just the best-selling Switch game, which makes sense. Just it, Was it launch? Was it a launch title? It wasn't launch. It was soon after launch. Yeah. Though. It was within the first, like, six months. Yeah. And so it's been around for a while. Plus, everybody's played some version of Mario Kart before, and so it's very familiar. It makes sense that it's a best-seller. Um, one to Switch... At the number nine position, is that just people who fell for it, like thinking it was going to be like a Wii Sports? It's got to be. Like... Well, when they announced it, that's what I thought it was. That's what it looked like. Yeah. Uh, I've never played it myself because I heard all the reviews and everyone being like, this is a $60 game that should be $10 maybe. Yeah. Should have been a pack-in for free. Probably would have been a really cool pack-in because from what I understand, it really demonstrates the HD rumble. and. Because you, you remember the video when the Switch was announced where he was like, look, ice cubes in here. You can feel the ice cubes in your hand. I feel like 1-2-Switch has a lot of stuff like that. They show it. off the, the the technology they are putting to use to its full extent. Um, but it's, I don't, I, I'm just surprised that that many people have purchased yeah. it. Yeah, clearly, clearly it's slowed down because in this list we also have a, a numbers for how much they've sold in the Q1, and it it was the least selling game out of all the ones on the top 10 in Q1. Right. 
Something else that I thought was interesting about that number one Mario Mario Kart is not only is it the best-selling Switch game, but it was, again, the best-selling Switch game of, of this quarter. Right. This first half of the year, which which is, is pretty crazy. Because, I mean, I play Mario Kart 8, um, but I guess when I think of Switch, mostly because Mario Kart 8 is, is a Wii U game. Right. I mean, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, you know, it's deluxe, so it comes with some extra stuff. But that everything that was on there was on the Wii U. So when I think of that, I still kind of think of the Wii U. So I wouldn't necessarily think that that would be the number one Switch game. All these, all the other top five completely make sense. Pokemon, Zelda, Smash, and Mario Odyssey. Right. That makes sense. And I guess Mario Kart makes sense too. But like when I think Nintendo Switch, like games, mm-hmm. Mario Kart 8 doesn't really come to mind. Well, and I actually just had the thought that a lot of people did skip the Wii U. And so they're picking up the new, you know, they're getting the newest Mario Kart that just happens to have been the newest Mario Kart for five or six years now. You're right. Uh, and so it's, I'm sure plenty of people, even like more hardcore gamers, have it as their casual game for family and friends. Mm-hmm. And if they skip the Wii U, then uh, a whole lot, you know, a whole lot of people are getting it for the yeah. first time. Honestly, I hadn't thought about that because a lot of people's, the, the last Mario Kart game they probably played was Mario Kart Wii. Mm-hmm. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Like, so I guess I guess when you put it like that, it does make a little bit more sense. It's possible. Yeah, but I like to see Splatoon 2 up there, Mar- Super Mario Party. I didn't think that would be such a big set. I didn't either, especially just because it didn't get the best reception, I felt. People were disappointed that it didn't feel like the past Mario Party felt more games. like the past than the Wii U games did. Yeah. It was that's... certainly better than those. Yeah. I, I enjoyed more Super Mario Party. I, I had fun with it. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm glad to see it here. Yeah, and like what you were just saying about mario kart 8 deluxe i think obviously that's why new super mario bros u deluxe is on here of course i didn't touch it because i played super mario bros u on the wii u and didn't feel like it was worth revisiting yeah um i i'm not crazy about the new super mario bros games i don't i don't have much to say about that (laughs) uh well i you want to get controversial here Get, get controversial let's let's get this controversial so I don't have Super Mario Maker 2, um, and I don't have New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. I don't love 2D Mario games. Whoa! It's true! Um, I All the 3D Mario games are phenomenal. Um, and 2D Mario, obviously, started a whole lot, but... I don't know if I'll get. God, you sound like you sound like my friend. This is not nearly as bad, but you sound like my friend who only plays 3D Sonic games. Oh yeah. He couldn't. He said he he said he couldn't even Gross. finish. He didn't even finish Sonic Mania. Okay. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Because Sonic Mania is like the best Sonic game to come out in the past 20 years. Absolutely. Because that's all the Sonic games. Like the 2D ones are the ones that I have a special place for. In yeah. My heart, and he doesn't like this. So that just kind of reminds me of that. Yeah. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog for the 360. That Oof. abomination. I bet that's his favorite game. Oof. Well, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say it is. Yeah. You hear that, Clay? You have bad that's, taste. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, but I agree. I mean, I'm not crazy about 2D Mario games. Um, I, I mean, I certainly enjoyed Mario Odyssey more than I am currently enjoying Mario Maker or I have any of the new Super Mario Bros. games. Not to say I'm not enjoying Mario Maker because mm-hmm. I do really like that game. But I am more of a 3D Mario person myself, too. So I don't really think that's as controversial as you might think. Okay. Well, fair fair, fair play. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I just thought I just thought that, that top 10 was really neat. Yeah. So, good list. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's move on to our next news story. 
So I thought this was this was a really big deal for Switch. Like, uh, so Nintendo of America tweeted um, out that the Outer Worlds, which is a game uh, made from developers Obsidian, who made Fallout New Vegas and are behind a few other Fallout games, um, they announced that that game is coming to Switch. We're playing with the big boys now. <laughs> and, and I say that's that's cool in like the way of like, I am not getting that game on my Switch. But absolutely not. That's definitely going to be got. I'm definitely going to get that on my PlayStation 4. Yeah, if you have alternatives, that should probably be where to get it. But it's nice that the game is coming for people who only have a Switch and want to play it. I, I, I'm wondering what's going to be turned down. I don't know. What features are going to be toned down in this Switch yeah. version of the game? It's certainly... I mean, graphics are probably going to be worse. It's probably going to run instead of at 60 FPS. I could see it running at 30, which honestly isn't that big of an issue to me. Um, I don't really ever notice it unless it switches while I'm in the game. If the game runs at a constant 30, I don't really notice but like, for instance, we're gonna talk about Fire Emblem more later. But the cutscenes in Fire Emblem run, I I think at thirty or twenty something, and the game rest of the game runs at like a solid sixty. So whenever a cutscene starts, which is the part of the game you should be like, "Wow, it's so pretty," yeah. I'm like, "Why is everybody moving so slowly?" <laughs> um, so, but but I, if it runs at a constant thirty, I don't think that will really be an issue. But it's definitely not gonna be the best version of the game. But if it's a competent port, I'm saying something. Yeah. Bring it on. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm willing to give it a shot, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I I'll keep I'll keep in tune for all the previews and stuff, people that play it at preview events. Absolutely. Fingers crossed for a good good port. For sure. I I, I see that and it, it just like you said, we're playing with the big boys. Yeah. Cause it's what I love Nintendo, but it does feel like we'll get into this later with something that EA said, but it does kind of feel like a supplementary system where it's like, oh, all the big boy games you play on PlayStation or Xbox, but I'm going to have my Switch as well to play my little Nintendo games. But like, you know, I would like I would like to see a day come back back where in the N64 and the GameCube where it really felt like, oh, everybody's getting the same games generally, except it's unless it's an exclusive. That is that is a good point that almost the, the term Nintendo games these days feel like a separate category, which they've all obviously always been. But uh, just Nintendo games, that term sticks out to me yeah it doesn't even when you say that like you might not even be just describing like first party nintendo games yeah yeah it's it's the entire ecosystem of nintendo that they've right set up and i have a lot of friends too that won't that don't like nintendo because they see it as baby games Mm -hmm. like still less than games yeah and and i'm i'm turning them because i started bringing smash to parties and stuff and they're I think almost uh, almost all of them have been maybe not completely turned because they won't. A lot of them still don't have switches, but they're at least like, oh, I I want to switch, even if it's just for Smash. But I think Smash Smash is like a gateway drug. Yes, it is. You know? It you see a character, you're like, what are they from? You see, realize what they're from, and you go buy that game, and you fall in love with it. Yeah, that first hit. <laughs> Nothing like that first high. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so. All right, on to, the, on to the next story. Sure. Uh, this doesn't really have anything to do with Switch, but it is Nintendo-related. Um, Pokemon Go uh, recently passed a billion downloads. That's like an eighth of the Earth's yeah. population. Yeah, I have no it's idea. It's crazy. That is That's nuts. absolutely nuts. Um, I haven't played Pokemon Go. And only Go. 700 million of them are spoofers. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I, I haven't played Pokemon Go in a long, in a long time. Um, well, when I moved 
when I moved to my last my last apartment, I was walking a lot more than I was where I lived before. So I was like, hey, I'll download Pokemon Go. So there was like a few month period where I was like, oh, every time I'm walking from here to here, I'll check my my Pokemon Go. And that didn't last long. Yeah, I'm a very these days. I was very hardcore when it first started. I went to the park every day and I would hang out with. With the group of people that just hang out, you know, around all the Pokestops. Oh, I mean, aren't weren't we all hardcore into it when oh, it first came out? Though? It was a phenomenon. Um, but these days, I'm, I'm a little bit more casual. If I'm going downtown and I know I'm going to be around a bunch of Pokestops, then I'll, I'll make sure I keep it on, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, but I haven't, for example, I haven't hatched an egg in so long, <laughs> you know, because I just haven't walked that far with yeah. the game on. One of the, one of the really cool things, though, is, you know, at least in my head, I don't, I don't care much about Pokemon Go anymore. Um, so in my head, I'll kind of think, oh, that game's dead. We need to talk about Pokemon mm-hmm. Go. That's not the case. If it's a community day, I'll never forget. I went to a mall near me on a community day a few months ago. And it was packed with people all standing by the walls and just on their phones. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, and it was back when I was kind of in it, not in it. So I pulled mine out. I think it was, you know, it was one of those days where you, it was the Chikorita community day. So I caught like a million Chikoritas. I got a shiny Chikorita. But I remember I was standing there. And a lady went up to me and was like, what is everybody doing on their phones? And I was like, oh, Pokemon Go. And they're like, oh. So like, and, and then even when I'm walking around my apartment, there will still be where there's a Pokestop. Sometimes you'll see 15 people there. And I'll be like, oh, there's a raid about to happen. Right. So like, even though it's not a big deal to me, like it's still a big deal to a lot of people. Absolutely. And so the 1 billion mark, congratulations to all you Pokemon Go players past, present, and future. Yeah. Oh, something something that I think is I meant to add earlier. Um, I thought it was really interesting. Uh, Niantic launched their Harry Potter game, right. and did you see it? Just it like its downloads and players paled in comparison to Pokemon Go. Like, did not get close. I remember seeing a lot of stories that saying it, it was a big disappointment. Right. As far so I thought I think that's that's another really interesting another interesting thing is how the power of Pokemon. You know. I know a lot of Pokemon Go players that are excited for the Harry Potter game to be out now because that means Niantic can turn their attention back to Pokemon Go. They're yeah. expecting some big changes and additions, you know, coming soon. So, uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so moving on, um, a little, a little thing that dropped earlier this week that I thought was really interesting, not that I wasn't expecting. Nintendo put out in another tweet, which side note, I feel like nintendo's twitter is becoming like the new direct it's like things that are too small to put in directs uh and they'll just drop on twitter but yeah so they tweeted out that now another game has labo vr support it's um captain toad treasure tracker which is cool i didn't see that coming honestly well and not for captain toad either that game's been out now for a while yeah uh, for them to go back and you know keep that game alive well, have you played Captain Toad Treasure Tracker? I've I've played a I feel like I've played a demo. Well, there's a there's a very specific part. There are parts of levels where you're in like a minecart mm-hmm. and it is just moving and it is in a first person's perspective and you're like shooting at things around you. So I feel like that would work perfectly in VR. Uh-huh. I haven't I haven't played this mode or anything. So I'm not exactly sure what what the VR does, right. but I would be very surprised if they didn't put that in it. Because that would be that would work perfect for VR. Yeah. Are there any? Do they talk about new Labo on the horizon at all? I don't know about anything on the horizon, but I mean VR is is the newest one, 
and I, I wanted to get it, but when it came out, I don't know if you if you noticed this, but it, it sold out like everywhere. You still can't get the variety kit. Um, you can buy the one that comes with the goggles and the the, the gun, like the blaster gun. Yeah. Um, but you still can't get the big variety kit, which was the one that's like $70, $80. Right. But it's something I wanted to try out because I hear it's neat, mm-hmm. which is all Labo is. Yeah. Yeah. I hear the, the mini games they built to work with it work really well. Um, and they also, they added a VR mode to Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild. And I heard they're awful, like really bad. Yeah. I hear Zelda especially, I hear is, is, is terrible. So yeah, all I know is that those, those experiences were not liked by fans. So I'm not sure how well Captain Toad is going to be. But I think it's cool that they're continuing support for it, not yeah. just letting it die. Well, and keep trying. Maybe they'll have a hit here in the near future. That'll, you know, drive the VR goggle sales through the roof or something. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe. On to, on to one of I what I think, not one of, but probably is the biggest story that came out of last week. Uh, I saw a lot of people covering it because it's huge, it's crazy, and it's stupid. Electronic Arts, they are one of the companies that really doesn't put that very many games on Switch. They've got FIFA on there. I think they have Unraveled, maybe one or two other indie games um and they revealed recently in one of their their meetings with investors um as to why they don't put games on switch so i don't have the quote from the person who asked but basically an investor said hey sim the sims is great i think it would work really well on switch why haven't you guys ported it to switch and this is what this is what they said in in response to that quote anytime we're evaluating platform conversations we are always looking at a couple of things. One, does the game really fit the profile of that platform in terms of the control or the community ecosystem? Two, do we think the community playing on that platform would appreciate the game there? Or would they prefer playing it somewhere else? We have a lot of data that would suggest a great many Switch owners also own a PlayStation 4 or Xbox One or a PC and very often choose to play the games that we make on those platforms, even though they have a Switch and they enjoy a lot of great content on the Switch. And so there's always an evaluation process that goes on a case-by-case basis. And I wouldn't say that The Sims would never go to Switch, but I think we're doing really, really well attracting Sim players. As we said, we did the promotion in the last couple of months and brought in 7 million new Sims players that we expect will engage in that community on a platform that is really tailored to user-generated content, creativity, and customization. End quote. So, what are your thoughts on that statement? Well, I, I guess I want to ask you, I'm, I'm going to flip it back. <laughs> uh, so, they, they just don't think that we're right for the Sims. Right, or me and pretty my much Nintendo buddies would rather play The Sims on Xbox, PlayStation, or PC. Right, um, that's basically what they said, and I think that's while this was a Sims specific quote, I do think it is there. It's kind of a they mean sweeping. it more generally. Yeah, it is a sweeping thing where they're with every game they make, they think about this, and that's why. And and wow, we haven't gotten any. EA games. You know, we got FIFA once, but like, dude, Madden? Madden, I still, I, Madden sells gangbusters on PS4 and Xbox One. I think there's a market there on Switch. There are definitely kids that grew up like me that only had Nintendo consoles and only have a Switch that would probably love Madden. Absolutely. I, what titles could they bring? You know, what are they holding back from us at the moment? Well, I'd say all of their sports games. I mean, mm-hmm. Madden, NHL, FIFA. I think 
every every new sports game that comes out, I think they should bring out. I, I, I really do think those are the big ones. Um, even that would I make them a ton of money. Yeah. Even though I don't care to play them like that, dude. The Sims, I don't play The Sims, but I don't I don't play on my PC ever. And I think The Sims is like a PC game. But I've always thought of it as a PC game. Absolutely, I would I would definitely be more apt to buy The Sims on the Switch. I would too. If The Sims came to the Switch, I used to play it on the GameCube, actually, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I would actually be interested in trying a Switch port of The yeah. Sims. I'd like to see what they can do, and I haven't played The Sims since The Sims 2. So, I mean, that would be a perfect introduction for me, and I'm sure people like me. Yeah. I I just really think EA's underestimating the power of the switch Mm -hmm. and how well it's doing um it's kind of like what i said earlier i do think a lot of people see the switch as a supplementary system and i guess it kind of is for a lot of people but i mean i'm eventually like i'm going to have every system anyways because i'm just a gamer like that's what i do so like there was a time when i just had a ps4 but then eventually i bought an xbox and then i bought a switch and so i feel like there are a lot of people like me that are that do have a switch and a playstation but honestly the only reason i play games on playstation that instead of switch is because they're not on switch they're not available yeah i understand the pickle that ea is in you know they don't want to make games if people aren't going to buy them but i i think you're right in they're underestimating the audience for their games as well as underestimating the willingness for people who have all the systems to prioritize their Switch. Yeah. Um, and I mean, what they're saying makes sense with some games. Like like Jedi Fallen Order, I wouldn't buy that on the Switch. And I think most people wouldn't because the port would probably not be very good, you know? It might not be. I would buy it on the Switch. I'm really? not going to lie. I, it, I, I don't have a PlayStation. I have an Xbox One and a Switch. I think... I would buy that on the Switch. The Switch is kind of my first go-to system. Interesting. Before the Xbox One, if I have the the option. Well... The portability makes a huge difference for me. Yeah. All all that to be said... But you're right. For games like that, it makes sense. But but you could be right. Right. But for games like... For games like... This, like Madden... Like all the sports games and The Sims, which are feel very... Feel very Switch. You know? Very family. Very all ages. Like... I am flabbergasted. They're not on the Switch, especially, especially how well it's doing. Made sense why they weren't putting it on the Wii U. Nobody was buying anything for the Wii U. But the Switch is like, if it keeps selling like it is, it could outpace like PlayStation 4 sales sales eventually. It's like very close behind the Xbox One, like already. Like already. And it's been out for two years as opposed to their, what, six? Yeah. So... Like they are, they're really, that's all I have to say. I guess we've, we've been talking for a while about this story when all I really have to say is they're drastically underestimating the power of the Nintendo Switch. They are. Invest in Nintendo EA. We demand it. <laughs> all right. So on to, on to our next little story, which echoes something that we talked about last week. Last week, we mentioned the, the Wii U's Amazon uh, app shutting down. And this week, ooh, another, another one, one bites, bites the dust. dust. Wow. That was not <laughs> planned. I love that. Um, uh, YouTube and Nintendo confirmed uh, that their Nintendo 3DS YouTube application will be shutting down on the 3rd of September. So that one kind of surprises me. I, I think a lot of people still play their 3DSs. I think the 3DS is very prominent. I mean, that's the other Nintendo system that they have for sale on the wall at Target and Walmart. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I mean, kind of GameStop for that matter. Yeah, they're not really. It makes sense that they're not really supporting that the 3ds games wise. And honestly, I'm happy because I'd rather them focus on the Switch. But you would think for the next few years they would keep these apps up and running. But I guess I guess maybe they're not seeing enough people using it. But I know the Switch is still lacking. Like Switch still doesn't have a Netflix app. Right. I'm pretty sure it only has a Hulu app, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Netflix, Amazon Prime Video. EA, come on! <laughs> Look at the numbers. Folks. I literally, literally, like yesterday or the day before, I was I was sitting and playing Fire Emblem Three Houses, and I went, "Who? I'd like a break from this. I want to watch The Boys on Amazon Prime." And I had to switch to my PlayStation instead of just pulling it up on my Switch. And I was like, "That's annoying." So here we are again, underestimating the power of the Switch. But yeah, YouTube, YouTube gone on 3ds as i stall for brayden as he looks to see if there's a youtube app on the switch the youtube app for the switch has nearly been available for a year so that's on it's us. still not available no it's oh, been, it avail- been available it's been available since november 8th 2018 oopsie and so <laughs> i mean i guess i just i just watch youtube on my phone yeah while i play games more than anything so the point is 3ds is gone and that's kind of disappointing I yeah. guess. I don't use it, so it's not affecting me directly. But And that's soon, too. September 3rd, that's like a month. So get all your YouTube app 3DS watching in right now. Because a- after September 3rd, you're going to have to go to the, the internet browser. Ooh. Which evidently works well, is what I'm hearing. I know a lot of people that still use their 3DS, not only for gaming, but like I really feel like people use it as almost a tablet alternative um especially the 2ds there's just so cheap have you have you seen what they do at the at the louvre at the louvre museum in like france um when you get like audio like an audio tour it's on a 3ds which is crazy like Uh what instead of just getting the little like audio recording things you're gonna have a 3ds but like it's it's usable for that Mm -hmm. all right i guess on to the next this is a a little short story um but nintendo announced that they're going to gamescom we Um, so I think that's cool. Uh, they haven't really said what they're doing. They brought, they, they, they announced some of the games they're bringing, I guess, like Witcher, Luigi's Mansion. Can't wait for the Witcher. Yeah. Are oh. you, you, you're going to play that? I've re- oh, I love the dude, Witcher dude, so much. You know that, you know, the Witcher switch port is going to run, probably going to run at like three FPS at like 480p. I know it's going to be pretty rough playing, but I'm very excited. It's one of my favorite games of all time. I love the Witcher series as a whole, and it's going back to simply the portability. I can't wait to play it not on my own couch. Yeah. I can play it anywhere I want. So Well, I guess to be continued. We'll yeah. talk about that when that comes out Absolutely. Then. Awesome. Um so yeah, uh, I think them coming to Gamescom is cool and I hope maybe direct at Gamescom question mark. It's not that far away, so I'd always love to see another little direct. Yeah, so uh Gamescom is going to be from August 20th through August 24th. So It's only a few weeks away. Yeah. Yeah, keep your eyes open for what Nintendo might pull out and we'll definitely be talking about it as, yeah. as we learn it, uh, more. It very well could be absolutely nothing or it could be something cool. So if it's something cool, we'll let you guys know. Yeah. So another big news story that happened this week um, that we didn't definitely forget to talk about and then add later. Um, Smash Bros. Ultimate had 4.0 came out Woo. with the hero. 
All right. The hero from Dragon Quest. They promised it in July. Did they make it in July? Yes, they did. Woo! By one day. Right. One whole day, everyone. And so we'll we'll run through this a little quickly, all the stuff that was added in 4.0. We'll talk about hero later. But um, for offline modes, um, a very easy difficulty was added to the spirit mode, like the adventure mode, which, okay. I don't know who that's for, but... I can relate to the super easy, the need for a super easy mm-hmm. difficulty because of the Pauline spirit. Ah. You're on the uh, OG like Donkey Kong stage the, yeah. from the NES. You have reduced jump power. So you have to like land those those short little bunny hops perfectly on the platforms. It's impossible. Oh. Very easy. Sign me up. Anyway, <laughs> what, other, well, what else did they add? Um, so for the, um, edit- the video editing mode in Smash Bros, which I didn't even know was a thing. I knew you could take video, you could take videos but I didn't know you could edit them. You can now put snapshots in the middle of your videos, which is neat, I guess, for whoever is editing videos in Smash and not in a video editing software. Yeah. I don't know. They added some tweaks to the stage builder. They added, of course, all the Dragon Quest spirits into the spirit board mode. They added an online tournament mode, which is which when I saw, I was like, that's really cool. And then I remembered how bad Smash Online is. So, you know, woohoo, I guess. I like the, I really, I would love to play in an online tournament, but yeah, it it's rough to play online. Yeah, it's not worth, it's not worth it. Another thing online, they added a spectator mode finally, which was something from Wii U that I know a lot of people um, enjoyed. So you can just go turn on matches and you can like bet coins on people. And so if the person that you bet on, there's like, you know, no risk, it's no microtransactions, but it's just like your in-game coins. You can be like, oh, I think, I think Fox is going to win this game. And then if Fox wins, you you get coins Oz as well. Yeah. And if he loses, you just you don't get any coins. That's fun. Yeah. And then uh, they tweaked all the different characters. Way too many fight tweaks to go through. Mm-hmm. But look up the, the patch notes for that. I uh, feel like everybody got tweaked at least a little bit. And they added a few DLC Mii Fighter costumes that are Dragon, Dragon Quest themed. Who's your main? Did he get Bowser. tweaked? Bowser. Uh, I don't think... I actually don't think Bowser got tweaked. Yours did, right? Your Greninja. Yeah, Greninja... Caught a down A adjustment, I, which which as you said when you read it earlier, you were like, eh, yeah, okay. it, I, <laughs> I'm sure there's a professional Greninja player out there that's like, oh no, you've ruined my strategy. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I don't think that's gonna affect me too much. Ooh, I saw one that's kind of cool. They uh, they tweaked a Joker a little bit because Joker a lot of people see him as overpowered, and his uh, his down special, which is a reflect when he has Arsene, if the projectile does fifty percent or more damage, it can't be reflected anymore. Ooh, that's pretty big. That's really neat. I what kind know. of projectiles do more than fifty? I don't know. <laughs> like a fully charged Samus? Maybe or like yeah, fully charged. Oh, dude, they might have added it for just for the um for the hero because one of his oh, that projectile. Right. Holy crap. Um. But we'll talk about that later when we when we get into the hero. All right, on to on to another bigger story that I saw this week. Nintendo announced for its Switch Online users that they are now offering game trials for certain games every month. And the first one is going to run from August 7th till August 13th. Six days, I believe. Yeah, that's math. Um, <laughs> but it's going to be Mario Tennis Aces. So this is neat, I guess. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the idea. So with Mario Tennis Aces specifically, I downloaded the uh, Aces trial when it first came out. I don't know. There was a three-day period where you could download it, play like with just two oh, or three characters. Yes. No, I remember this. And then they shut the demo down. You could never play it again. Well, because that was that was a uh, that was one of their global test fires. That's yes. So that's... it wasn't like a demo. That was like testing the servers. They did the same thing for Splatoon. 
really did they they frame it more as a server test yeah than, it's called, um, they, they call them test fires because I, I know i know for tennis aces they made it available for like a weekend and it was their like online test fire because that was before the game even released right yeah um and then they shut that down well i've been confused why there wasn't a demo this whole time right. um and that they're only going to release it again for a week is a little interesting and again i'm just talking about mario aces specifically mm-hmm. but i like the concept of them giving us a game for a week to try it out and see if it's something that we want full time yeah uh, and another cool thing that i saw is if you try it and you do like it um that whole week and I, probably a few days after uh, the game's going to be on the eShop with a 33 percent discount that is very nice so that way because that i mean that's why they're doing this um they're putting games that maybe people are overlooking because you know mario tennis sold well uh but it's you know it's, it's number it's, 10 it's on number that 10. list it's number 10 on that list um but they are probably looking for more people to play it so there are probably going to be people that play this demo and are like wow this game is great and then they can pick it up at a discount i think this might actually rope me in i've wanted mario tennis since it came out and i haven't had necessarily the reason to but at a 33 percent discount um if i'm not bored of it by the end of the week like <laughs> i really think they might have me on the line there here's the thing about mario tennis aces you're really only going to need to buy it if you are going to be playing against people locally all the time or you're going to get into the online scene as opposed to to smash um the mario tennis online is pretty good I've heard nothing but good things. I've played it. I played it a little bit myself and I've liked it. But in that week, um, there's a story mode. It's not great, um, but you can blaze through that story mode in a day, let alone a week. So, I mean, if that's what you're interested in and you've been thinking about, you know, you, the audience, have been thinking about picking it up or you, Brayton, you can probably do just about everything you would want to do with this game in a week. That's, that's what happened. I bought it when it came out. If you're into like fighting games and stuff, like this is like the fighting game of Mario sports games. Mm-hmm. It is complicated. It is in depth. You can get good. You can get destroyed by CPU and other players. So if that's what you're into, you you're probably gonna pick this up full time. But if you just want to mess around with it, like I did, I think this free trial is awesome, and you can do everything within the week. <laughs> right. Well, in the online, I'm not gonna lie, is probably where I would spend the most of my time. I'm not. Very interested in the story that Mario Tennis has to tell, <laughs> uh, which, you know, it, it would be uh, with friends or online specifically. I, I don't know. We'll keep you informed on whether I end up picking it yeah, up. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm definitely interested to hear about that, too. So this starts in three days. Be mm-hmm. sure that you uh, maybe there's a pre-download available, but otherwise, you know, keep your eyes on the Nintendo eShop so you don't miss this demo. For sure. Alrighty. So uh, another little quick news story. It's kind of unofficial. But I have seen online and with through YouTubers and through some posts that the new Switch model that we talked about, I think in the first episode, um, is showing up on, on shelves. So you can tell that it's new um, because the, the case, um, instead of having the white background behind the Switch, it is completely red. So if you see that and you either want the new Switch because you've got the money to buy a new Switch and you want to just get a new one that's a little bit more powerful, that's what it looks like. Or if you've been waiting to get a Switch and this is finally the the thing to get you to do it, that's what it is. Make sure you buy the red box and not the like white box. That's right. I think it's really cool that they're uh, trickling in. I'm surprised they don't have like a hard release date. People would be getting in trouble if there wasn't, you know, a, a hard street date that Nintendo had set if these were already hitting the streets. But yeah, I'm happy to see them making the rounds and I I don't think I'll get one myself until this Switch kicks the bucket. Mm-hmm. But I, I am looking forward to hearing about how they performed. Yeah. On to our last 
news story of the day, which kind of ropes into something I'm going to talk about a little bit more because you cannot make me shut up about this game. Fire Emblem sales came out and it did really well for a Fire Emblem game. It sold 15 times more than Radiant Dawn on the Wii. Then again, Radiant Dawn didn't sell that well. So Radiant Dawn released in 2007 and we're recording this in 2019. So there's been 12 years for Fire Emblem to grow as a series. And clearly it has made strides since then. Oh, for because sure. 15 times? I don't know. That's on I don't I can't get my mind around that. That that many more people are now playing a series. Yeah. That has been around for longer than, you know, 2007. It, it started in the 90s. And it, it's it's definitely due to the 3DS boom. Um, speaking for myself, and I know many others, uh, Fire, Emblem, Fire Emblem Awakening is what got us into the series. It's what got a lot of people into the series. And so all the people that played Awakening and then the, the sequel to that, those two games really enjoyed those are now hopping onto the Switch one. Because I know, I know Awakening and Fates, that's what it's called. Awakening, Awakening and Fates sold really well for the, for the 3DS. Um, but now this is just even outpacing them. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 really cool. I like to see it. Well, I have some questions about the the quality of the game. Obviously, the numbers speak for themselves. But should we get into our next segment? Yeah, let's let's get into our next segment, which is the what we're playing, our modern game selection. And this week, we we kind of have a smorgasbord. It Jake's just... been playing a couple games. I've touched on a couple, and uh, Fire Emblem is is still mm-hmm. one for Jake. Yeah, um, yeah. the past two weeks, we just kind of got lucky in, in the fact that there were two huge games that were worth talking about for a long time. So this is probably what this segment's going to look like most weeks, is we're just going to touch on what we're playing, whether it's new or old. So it's been really hard for me to play anything but Fire Emblem Three Houses. Like, holy crap, dude. The more I play this, the more I love it. It's so good. Ah. Uh, how much time have you managed to sink so far? Okay, I'm about 31 hours in, so it's about 20 more hours than I was when I spoke to yeah. you guys last time. And I'm still in part one. Okay. So there are two parts, as I mentioned last week, and I'm almost positive part two is as long, if not, from what I've been hearing, longer than part one. And I'm 31 hours in and still in part one. Do you think you're approaching part two? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, there's 12 chapters in part one. I know that for a fact. And I'm in chapter 10 or 11. So I'm on the verge of part two. I'm almost there, but that's still a ridiculous amount of hours for only the first half of the game. And and, and one playthrough, because there are three houses, all which are pretty different. So I, if I really wanted to do everything, it, it would probably take me 200 or so hours. Yeah, I have a few notes. A few notes um, to kind of have it more collected than, than the rambling of last week. Yeah, I'm giving um, you the stage. Tell us tell us how you feel, Jake. Well, first of all, I love it. <laughs> I keep saying that, but it's, it's so good. Like I said, I'm 31 hours in. A lot of people probably have made it way further than I have in 31 hours in. But that's because I'm playing this game in a way that I like to call recruit them all in a, in a Pokemon catch okay, all kind cool. of thing. Because the game features 24 different playable characters. Each house has like six or seven to start out with, counting yourself, like the main character. Almost every single character, except for the leaders of the other houses and their, like, quote-unquote bodyguards, you can recruit. So I am dedicating all of my time to being like, you're a cute girl, I want you. You have cool hair, I want you. And I think from what I've been reading online, because I've been reading a lot of things about how to and recruit people and what people have been doing 
And I read some things that are like, oh yeah, I think I'm just going to get three characters. I think I'm going to recruit maybe one from each house. You know, I'm going to do that. Dude, I don't have an exact number, but I must have 10 maybe <laughs> or more. And I'm working on some more freaking Annette. I, Annette, Ash, Ingrid. I just, I have them at support level B. They keep denying me when I ask to recruit. Jake's hands are on his head in a frantic fashion. Because I'm almost done with part one. I don't want to kill these guys. Yeah. Oh, um, Sylvain. Sylvain's got a support level B. Come on, guys. Join me. Just just join. I don't want to have to kill you later. So, <laughs> and so that's really where you think this is going, though. Oh, yeah. That's why you're pushing so so hard for the recruit them all. Right. Well, here's, here's the thing. So I know that when the time skip, there was a war, which I assume is a war between the three houses and the three countries. But in part one, I'm not going to talk any spoilers. Any specifics, at least. In part one, there is a, like... Because in part one, everybody's friends. We're all hanging out. We're all friends. They're just kind of rivals, you know, but nothing serious. But there are, like, bad guys. Like, ooh, I'm wearing a mask. There's a character named the Death Knight. Like, you know, there's all these menacing things. And to me, I'm like, that's cool, I guess. But I feel like we're going to end up getting, in part two... People are going to be listening to this that have finished the game. I'm like, oh, this idiot doesn't know what he's talking about. But I feel like we're going to get stuff in part two that's like... Well, they're all fighting, but it's all because of this one bad guy. And I was kind of looking forward to a, like, moral ambiguity game. Like, where whoever house that you play as, you are like, I have been with these characters for 50 hours. I am right. You are wrong. You have to subscribe to their ideology. Right. You, you're going to get behind this. Whereas one of, the, one of the really cool things is I have two other, two of my other really good friends got this game. And uh, we all hung out a few days ago. And I went over and I was like, they were, they were literally playing it when I walked in. And I was like, oh, you guys got three houses? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, what house did you pick? And one of them was like, oh, the Blue Lions. The other one was like, oh, Golden Deer. And I was like, dude, I'm Black Eagles. What? All three of us chose different houses. That's hilarious. So that was that was a cool a cool thing to like talk about, like how our like gameplays were like yeah, a little compare bit different. Notes. Yeah. Um, and as, I mean, I love the Black Eagles. But like a lot of people online who aren't playing as the Black Eagles are like, the Black Eagles are clearly the bad guys. Like- like, they are the bad ones mm -hmm. in this scenario. And again, I haven't gotten to part two. So a lot of the stuff I'm doing is still, like, schoolhouse stuff. Oh, there's a ball later. Who's going to be our dancer? Like, a lot of it's still like that. So I haven't gotten into it. But there are definitely hints of, like, I don't know how much I want to say. Um, skip the next, like, a minute if if you're not in sports. We'll have a timestamp in there. But are you okay with me Yeah, bringing this up? No, yeah, I'm um, good. There's just, there's a part where, like, so the whole the whole game is, like, you go to a, a school that's run by a church and the church basically run, runs like the whole like continent, you know, like they're not in charge, but like even the nobles and the kings are like, we must respect the church because it's the church. And they do some things like there's a time where you catch some bad guys and in front of the students, like the leader of the church is like, oh, the bad guys, kill them. And like your students are like, whoa, man, or at least for the Black Eagles, the students are like, was that okay? That was, that was kind of messed up. Like, I don't know about that. And so I'm kind of, and talking to Edelgard, who's like my house's leader, I can kind of see like it might go to like where we might be taking on the church, which could be seen as a bad guy from another perspective. So like, okay, spoilers over. Three, two, one, go. So seeing that thing that I just talked about that was a little spoilery, I thought it was going to maybe be a little bit more morally ambiguous. And, and mm -hmm. there was going to be a little bit more moral ambiguity in the story. And I'm not sure that's where it's going to go. But I'm still loving it. And there's a few other things other than the recruiting that I've I've announced, uh, seen. I meant to mention this last week, but there is a place in the game called the Amiibo Gazebo. The 
amiibo gazebo that's so good yeah i don't know it's just for like putting amiibos on there and like getting items i haven't done it but like every time i walk past it i'm like the amiibo gazebo <laughs> hey! um has nothing to do with the game that's... i've not used it once but amiibo gazebo you guys. know whoever came up with that name Gotta did release. that clap thing yeah. that you just did. amiibo gazebo i have it in in our notes yep. amiibo caps gazebo it's great everybody let's all hang out at the amiibo gazebo um and then another thing that I think is, think is just quirky about this game, you can have tea parties with characters to, like, quickly increase your support with them. Right. And if you get a perfect tea party with them, which is, like, they're, every time you do it, you can choose a tea that they really like, and then there are three questions. Or there are three, like, topics of conversation that you can bring up. And if you bring up ones that they like, you get a, quote-unquote, perfect tea time mm-hmm. where you can quote-unquote observe them and this has nothing to do it doesn't help your support it doesn't do anything but the camera like zooms in on the characters and like but quick time events show up that is like laugh talk giggle like laugh joke and 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 every time you do it the character is like ha ha oh professor ha <laughs> wow like even the guys and you can like what? you can like go up and like zoom in on their face or like you know like you can go around on the sides so um it's true Fire Emblem Three Houses has intense tea party QTEs. There are intense quick time events in Fire Emblem that that have to do with drinking tea. Is it as strange as it sounds? It's as strange as it sounds. <laughs> but is it like is it neat or is it it's like cute. why is this here? It's like, cute. It's well, it reminds me of in I think it was Fire Emblem Fates. This never made it to the states, but there was a there was a mode in that game where you could rub your characters, oh. like you could like pet them, uh-huh. and they'd be like, oh, like ah. Pokemon Ami, yeah, or whatever, yeah. But it was like humans. Yeah, um, they took it out of this uh, out of the North American release because it was deemed like too sexual or something. But it reminded me a lot of that because yeah. it literally there's no benefits. Like you don't get any extra support out of this. But I mean, it's kind of cool because you get to like look, you get to look at the nice, beautiful 3D models of like your favorite characters. Because clearly if you got a perfect tea time with them, chances are you know this character and you like this character. So like Bernadetta, best girl. First time this happened to me, I was like, I'm so close. Look at her face. She's so cute. So like I dig it for that. But I just thought it's very, very Japanese. Very, very quirky. And I just thought that was a funny thing that I would bring up. Good. Um, I'm happy to have learned that. (laughs) <laughs> and that the that they incorporated quick time events into this as well like they they felt they need to do that well it's funny because it's good. not even like a quick time event it just pops up and it's like a to joke and like you don't have to hit it at any time oh, okay. but i was just like quick time oh. yeah. every time i do it i'm like oh hey oh, x why um <laughs> gotta nail this conversation but yeah um i'm still also just a little side note i'm just i'm loving combat it's great um I actually enjoy grinding in this game which i think i mentioned last week as opposed to marvel ultimate alliance 3 so yeah well, I mean, I'll keep talking about this game. It's I, I probably won't have it finished by next week, but at the rate that I'm playing right now, who knows? Because it's like all I can think about. I have played a few other things, but wow, I love this game. And like I said last week, I implore you, Brayden, and I implore anyone listening to get this game and play it eventually. So Brayden, what have, what's something you've been playing this week? Uh, I downloaded Undertale Oof. for the first time. Uh, and I want you to not talk about it (laughs) because that's that's i mean going in that was basically the thing that i knew is that don't know anything about it like don't look anything up don't talk oh wait you don't know anything about this game no bro i've done that on purpose like for what a year now oh my god how did you avoid it well i would have loved to play it like that i know like the the sans undertale like just 
Like the memes? Yeah. Like the but memes. you don't know, like... No, dude. Okay. Yeah. And so I just kind of wanted to let you and the listener know where I'm at right now. And that I bet this time next week, I'll understand what's happening a whole lot more. But so Undertale, I don't know. I'm a little boy. I fell down a crack and landed in this goat lady's You're house. You're gender ambiguous. And you're, you don't have a gender. Do I not? No. <laughs> I'm a child. And I fell down a crack into a goat lady's house. And I thought she wanted to eat me, but I think she actually wanted to take care of me. I killed her. You she- killed Toriel? Bro. Goat uh, mom? Uh, My eyes are tearing up right now because I don't know. I, I thought I was supposed to. Um, and now... Dude, this game is weird as crap. Like, the combat is actually awesome. The way that you have, like, this little heart. So, it the combat is turn-based, for those of you that haven't played it. Creatures kind of pop up, like, any, any RPG with an overworld and then, like, a battle screen. Like, Pokemon, essentially. And so, like, this creature pops up and you can fight it. There's actions and, like, different creatures. Like, some of them you can, like, talk to or, like, joke to them or, like... You can do that ins- with all of them. Insult them. Well, I mean, they're... But, like, you have different options yeah, for... Right. Depending on the thing. And so, like, you can either fight them and, and kill them. And then, like, it's a cool little combat sequence where you have to line up some meters. And then you have to, like, dodge. What, what would you... Almost like Galaga or something. Yeah, with, like, a little heart, right? Yeah. yeah. Um... And so you have, I guess you have the, <laughs> I killed the goat mom because I guess I misunderstood that like I really did have a choice in to just speak to her rather than fight her. Yeah, I just, I just know that there's a lot of hubbub about this game. I wanted to have it in writing in audio format that I'm, have started this and I'll, I'll give more as I know more. Yeah. Do you like this game? No. Well, it's a good game. But the, the the fandom is so cancerous. I can't. I can't get behind it because it's so memey, or um, it's just bad. Oh gosh, all the Undertale fans are gonna come after me. I don't know. It's just like is it like for they five-year-olds? sexualize everything? Oh. You know, there's a lot of weird pornography of these characters and a lot of weird fan fiction. Gotcha. And a lot of I don't know. It's just a weird and and it is memey and it is a lot of. A lot of, like, 13-year-olds that think they're edgy because they like Undertale. Right. I don't know. I mean, that's my problem. There's a lot of things like that that are, like, good. And I'm, like, like I really like Rick and Morty. But mm-hmm. I, I find it hard saying that I like Rick and Morty. That's kind of a great... Okay. That's exactly how I feel about Undertale. Undertale is a great game. And yet I've never finished it because of the fan base. I also didn't do what you did. I knew everything about this game going in. Because I am very impressed you avoided things. Yeah. Because I would have liked to, but I had... It's the same thing with Doki Doki Literature Club. Do you know about that game? No. You should play. We're playing that after we finish this. We're... Ooh. Play that game. Um, But I knew everything about that game when I played it. And knowing things about these games kind of ruins the experience. Mm-hmm. It doesn't ruin it. It's still very good. But you're not going to get the... You know, it's like playing The Last of Us with, with knowing the ending. Sure. You know, or watching, you know, insert movie with good twist ending here. Mm-hmm. Have you played Earthbound? No, I haven't. Or, well, Mother. Mm-mm. I haven't played any Mother games. Which, um, it, they're to be continued. They're on my list. When, yeah. we, when we started this podcast, I was like, ooh, I'm going to have an excuse to play Earthbound one day. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. We should definitely. Um, but I did mean Mother because Mother 1 is different than Earthbound. Right, um, yeah. 
I played Mother 1 on an emulator, and it's giving me very similar, like, absurdist, almost, I think it's going to approach the level of meta, almost self-referential that it's a game or something. I don't know. I'm not even making eye contact with you. I don't want to know. But, uh, yeah. That's enough about Undertale. We'll talk more when I know more about it. Yeah. To be continued. So what else have you been playing? Um, So I've dipped my toes in a few other things. I think we should talk about the hero because I spent not too much time because I haven't really been around a bunch of people to play Smash with with this weekend. As we mentioned earlier, the online is not good. But I did jump in and download hero. And wow, he is is certainly different. It feels like I'm playing a different fighting game with him. Like if you made a fighting game with that that kind of spell system and but similar movements like that would be fun i don't know it feels like a different game right. to me almost. the thing that you're that, that you're referring to is the, the his downbeat which opens up a, a menu with four different attacks i believe there's 19 different ones that are possible every time you press downbeat it's random a random four yeah random spells and attacks and stuff which take mp to use when he was announced uh in the video with sakurai everyone was like uh, the hero is overpowered we have to ban him from tournaments and he definitely has overpowered moves like holy crap he can do a critical just random it's not even a move he can just hit you with a smash attack and it'll randomly just kill you at like 20 percent, which is stupid and there should be a way to turn that off in my opinion um but so there's that mr game and watch laugh <laughs> <laughs> but and then there's like he has other moves that are just like one hit KOs and he has a move that blows himself up. But a lot of the moves in his down B, you, I mean, you can't run around and go through the menu. You stop and you stand still mm-hmm. while you do this. So a lot of those moves I've never been able to land. So really, I'm not sure how overpowered he is. I still think he's overpowered, but maybe not as overpowered as he could be. Something's not quite right. He has a great up B. Like he, his recovery is very strong. Um, However, I did experience a, a moment where I ran out of mana and then I couldn't use his recovery. So, you know, watch out for that. But yeah. uh, I think there's potential for him to be overpowered, but people are generally pretty good at coming up with counters for new characters anyway. So I'm sure I'm sure with another round of buffs and nerfs, like he'll fit in just fine. People yeah. will find ways to, uh, to counter anything that's seen as OP right now. Yeah. His, uh, his stage is neat, too. Uh, he's got some pretty good music cues. Um, just a good, better, a better addition to Smash than, than I would have originally thought, I guess. Because, I mean, I was I was one of the people that when they announced him, I was like, woo, I guess. Like, right. I don't care about Dragon Quest. I've played a few of them. I don't care. But I realized it's, like, like the biggest series in Japan. Like, it's huge in Japan. So, I mean, it is... It makes sense why they added him, and and I think I think he works better than I thought he was going to. Yeah, no, it's it's a neat new. I'm always impressed with what new uh, features they can add on to Smash characters. Mm-hmm. You know, people are like oh, another swordsman, but he really does have some neat gimmicks, yeah. quote unquote. Yeah, he definitely makes me excited for for Banjo and Kazooie. Because when I saw them too, I was like, ooh, I really hope they don't just like clone Duck Hunt Dog because mm-hmm. that's what that could be. But now I really feel like we're going to get some really cool Banjo stuff. Yeah. And the other two characters who we might as well talk about it now. Who do you think it's going to be? Oh, Chibi Robo. I won't. I mean, you, you wish. <laughs> I like, do wish. But no, that's not going to happen. Oh, that's interesting. I'll come up. Let's. How about next week we come up with like a couple good predictions for who we think yeah. could be the next couple Smash characters. Sure. 
All right. Because I just need a, I need a minute to think on it. Right. Yeah. Okay. To be continued. Sounds good. Cool. Uh, there were two other small games that I've been playing this week, not to drag this segment on too long. We mentioned the Doom ports that came out and last week, and uh, I downloaded the original Doom, which I have never really played before, and I'm loving it, honestly. I can see why it was a revolution in 1993 when it came out. The graphics still look good. It's fun. It's hard. I'm just having a blast playing it. It plays well on the Switch. Ooh, something, though. There was a lot of complaints about having to down, uh, log into your Bethesda Net account to play this completely offline game. And it's true. I had to download. I couldn't remember my account, so I had to set up a new one wow. to get into to Doom 1993, yeah. which has no online components whatsoever. Uh-huh. Uh, Bethesda has mentioned since that they're going to patch that out, and I hope it's soon because that was the dumbest thing. Yeah, I had to, I had to. I couldn't remember my account information because I know I have one, so I just had to make a new one. With a different email just slightly invasive you know not necessary yeah it definitely isn't necessary um but besides that it's a great doom port in my opinion mm-hmm. i just think it's really neat how you don't aim in this game you know like you just kind of on you just kind of you have to turn move into on the a vertical on a, or i'm sorry on a horizontal plane. yeah and you just face the enemies and yeah. it'll auto aim for you uh-huh. not like auto aim to where like every one of your shots is hitting immediately but you know what yeah. i mean yeah, yeah yeah it'll kind of if there's a guy that's way up on a ledge and you're still facing towards him though it'll, it'll have you shooting up at mm-hmm. him which i thought was neat and yeah. i'm definitely excited this is definitely a good fire emblem break game there you go yeah yeah um and then one other little game i downloaded wait i'm sorry yeah last week i think you did mention that people were having some sound issues with the doom games with the <sighs> ports you you experienced anything the nope. sound i did the soundtrack anything. is still- i'm not like I said, I've never played the original one before. Um, I've never played the, origi- the original Doom before, so I'm sure there are people that are playing this game that are like, oh, I've played every single re-release of Doom, and this one is different than all the others. Yeah. I wouldn't know. The game started, and it played the Doom the Doom theme that I love in, like, 16-bit form, so I didn't notice anything. Cool. So another game that I played a little bit of that I was kind of excited for um, is called Soul Seraph. Don't have much to say about this game. It's a little indie game that just kind of shadow dropped on the eShop published by Sega. And the reason I was interested in it is it's kind of a spiritual successor to the game ActRaiser. Now, I don't know if you do you know what ActRaiser is. I'm familiar with the name. ActRaiser is an SNES game, which is incredibly similar to Soul Seraph, where there are two different parts. Um, there are platforming parts where you are like this angel and you're going and you're like killing demons and like monsters. And then there's a whole nother part where you are like a god and you're like building houses and like managing your villagers. And it's it was a big game. I, I've never played it, but I've always wanted to. And people loved it. And there really hasn't been anything like it since. So when I saw this, I was like, dude, that looks really cool. I can't wait to download it. Can't talk about it much because I downloaded it, played the first mission, which is, it had a really flashy like cutscene intro. And I was like, ooh, this is cool. And of course I had, I didn't watch any reviews, so I didn't know anything. And the platforming level was so bad. Like, so not good. I, I literally didn't even finish the first level. Oh, that's disappointing. Because when yeah. you mentioned it to me that you were like going to, play this and see what it was about i i went and checked it out a little bit Mm -hmm. and the plot i don't know the mix of the two elements sounded really neat the almost sim city style uh i don't know resource yeah yeah, management resource management population management you know that sounded (laughs) cool and age of empires was a game that i played a whole Mm -hmm. lot as a kid and it kind of gave me those vibes but it sounds like no maybe that part's a lot better the graphics just looked really muddy um i was not impressed 
And then, I don't know, it just didn't play great. I just wasn't getting great vibes from it. Maybe it picks up. Um, looking at reviews now, it's getting kind of sixes across the board. Interesting. Which is probably what I would end up giving it if I played more. I am going to play more. Stay tuned. Yeah. Because I do want to get to the like management style. But it's really hard when I have Fire Emblem sitting, which is like without a doubt my favorite game of the year so far. Okay. And it might be my my game of the year. Like I'm calling it. Looking at what what else is coming out this year, it's very well could be like... I think I mentioned last week. I have it like I have it on like like last year my game of the year was Red Dead Two, and I have it on like Red Dead Two level right now. Like I'm so sucked into this game, so it's really hard going from Fire Emblem to Soul Sarah. Yeah, you know, you paid but fifteen dollars. It was just for fifteen it? bucks, so I'm not upset. It was fifteen bucks. I wanted to play it anyways. I'd heard about it, so I'm I'm happy. I formed my own decision, sure. and I'll, I'll play more of it, and and we'll have an update later. But yeah, so that's that's Soul Sarah. A little a little disappointing. But we'll see. We'll get into more of it later. All right. So we, we've covered our news. We've covered our, our what we're playing, our new games. Shall we get into the Nintendo of the week? Let's get into the Nintendo. This is one that you suggested. And I think when you suggested it, and when you texted me and sent this, is this you had a whole list and this was in it. And I immediately was like, that one. I can't believe you picked this one yeah. out of that list. Because... It's. I think it's cool because it's obscure, and we talked about Zelda last week, which like everybody talks about Zelda. We can afford a little obscurity, right? So I think it's cool that this is obscure, and it's something I've never. I never played this game. I tried to find a way to play it in the past week, and I just didn't get around to it. But that's fine. I still think I'm gonna have a talk about it. Yeah. The suspense is building. What's the game? Hamtaro Ham Ham Heartbreak for the Game Boy Advance. If this was a podcast that had, like, sound cues, I would edit in, like, a generic anime intro. When you say ham, ham, heartbreak. Us walking through a field with the breeze blowing. Yeah, and it's like, Yeah, Hamtaro. Yeah. Let's talk about the series a little bit, just for a second. This is not like a Nintendo series by any means. Um and in fact, I, I was doing just a little bit of research. It started as a Japanese children's manga. Did you like, did you ever watch Hamtaro? I watched the anime, absolutely. Okay, okay um, good. Yeah, we can talk about that too. Because I loved, I loved Hamtaro. Yeah. So it started as a kid's book in Japan, essentially. And then they did adapt it into a fairly popular anime um, in the early 2000s. Yeah, it was one of those anime that was not only popular in Japan, but like made it to America. Yeah. To, I, to, so for a whole, like I have, I have to show you this later. I have Hamtaro figures do you? in my room. Like that's, little wind up guys. You uh-huh. wind them up and they like walk. That's adorable. Yeah. But at least for like our generation, like it touched us, you know? I feel like most people don't remember it. But like if you are of late, like like late millennial or early Gen Z, like you'll you'll remember Hamtaro. Yeah, and actually, I guess we if you don't know who Hamtaro is, we should fill you in. He oh yeah, is, he's a little hamster. He's a little orange and white hamster <laughs> um, who goes on adventures with other hamsters around town. Like they have a clubhouse and they're all best friends, and it's an it's an incredibly wholesome pure experience yeah it's one of those things that i always loved as a kid which was thinking you know it was toy story-esque or something where like oh these ordinary things in my life actually live these grand adventures like 
my gerbil doesn't just sit in his cage. Like when I leave, he has a little secret exit and he hangs out with all of his friends yep. or my dog, you know, stuff I would think about. Uh-huh. You know, when I leave, my toys come alive and they all hang out. So it was very appealing to, you know, to me at least. Yeah. And so like, like you said, Jake, the show did take off here as well. And, and they started making toys and video games. The first video game is called Hamtaro Hamhams Unite. Uh, Hamhams, those are like the, the squad that Hamtaro runs with. It's like the group of friends. Uh, Hamtaro Hamhams Unite was for the Game Boy Color. And it, it really laid the groundwork for a lot of what Hamham Heartbreak was going to bring for the Game Boy Advance. Hamham Heartbreak, it came out. Uh, it came out in, in Japan in 2002, uh, and it came out in North America in 2003. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. There's obviously a few years in between the Game Boy Color and the Game Boy Advance. Hamtaro Ham Ham Heartbreak looks really nice. The sprite work is really clear. It looks a lot like the character. Yeah, I have the Game Boy Micro right I there. I was going to say, it especially looks nice on this itty-bitty Game Boy Micro screen that, yeah. that Braden brought to our recording studio today. <laughs> oh, that's such a good noise. Oh, it's one of the best. The sounds, the, the sound effects are all there. But the gameplay, if if the Hamtaro talk is worrying you right now, pretend this game is just about generic animals or hamsters. They are all hamsters. But take away the, the anime connotation. This game is actually a great game. So you start out as Hamtaro. He's looking for his girlfriend, question mark, Bijou who is also from the series. She's from the anime. And eventually you do, you track her down and she becomes your, your partner. She's following you at all times. But the core gameplay element is all about these words called ham chats that you learn. You have a, a ham chat dictionary that got wet and you forgot all the ham chats. As you, as you would, you know, if, if my dictionary got wet, I would just forget how to speak. <laughs> No, and so Hamtaro goes out to fill up this this dictionary again, um, and along the way, a little a little evil hamster who wants to to ruin love and and break up couples and happy friendships all across the hamster universe. Um, he's breaking up those those relationships, and you you find yourself in the middle of it. The core gameplay it, it does come from finding new words. You you have four ham chats that are your basic commands. You have ham ha, which is hello in ham chat. You have hif hif hif, which is smell, which is like how you pick things up. Um, and envision and- this reminds me so much. I was just I was messing around with the game Game Boy Micro while he was talking, and he probably got distracted. I got this huge smile on my face because <laughs> I distinctly remember watching the anime and the terrible english dub whenever they would do that they go do you remember that so i saw that on there and i saw that was an option and and, oh my god and that's yes yes i want to (laughs) i want to touch on that um but then you have dig dig which is digging um you can find some things underground and and then you have tack you which is roll you kind of like roll and bump into things but so hannah and i my my wife we, we actually sat down today and watched the first episode of the anime. Oh. I hadn't watched it in years. Oh, and geez. it was it was adorable. She actually even liked it. She is not a nerd like me or you, but can appreciate, you know, anime. But she, she thought it was adorable. The reason I'm bringing that up is because, as you mentioned, they go, hip, hip, 
<laughs> and the ham chats are actually drawn from the anime. And I love that. I, I'm really glad I watched the first episode because I would not have made that connection. But I remembered it distinctly. I haven't it, watched the anime in years. And that, that that sparked something inside of me that I forgot existed. Yeah. Well, and um, whenever Hamtaro is confused in the game, he goes, Hickey? And <laughs> H-E-K-E, like a little thing pops up. And Hamtaro did that like a dozen times in the episode that we watched. <laughs> you know, I, I so I was very happy to see that they they kept the spirit of the show alive in this game as well i'm trying to think of a good description for how the the game unfolds is it, is it like is it like an adventure game maybe it, it is an adventure game and it's not entirely like scripted for you 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 can visit different areas at different times and i even think you can do some things in different orders at some points but there is also a a storyline you're following and you, you, you do have to do certain things in order. And so, like, well, I don't know. What is... It's an adventure game. It's an adventure. It's, it's, it's a cause and effect. It's uh. do this, and then you can do this. Do this, so then you can do this. And it can be kind of difficult to to find... Kind of puzzly. Yeah, it's yeah. very puzzly um, to find who who to talk to next. Who to... So if I learn jump, if I learn the ham, tat, ham chat for jump, and then I walk up to an, a new hamster, it might then become available for me to say the word jump to them and then something new happens and so you kind of have to like run around and every time you learn a new word see if it's going to impact somebody else so it, it it gets a little confusing at times but it's a very bright colorful fun wholesome game that really uses this dictionary system to its full advantage yeah it's it's definitely something i want to play um messing around with it for a few seconds right there just brought back so many memories because there were multiple Hamtaro games on the Game Boy Advance and I played the last one on the Game Boy Advance an insane amount as a child like a stupid amount it's called Hamtaro Ham Ham Games maybe we'll talk about this later um, maybe not I don't know but it came out two years uh, no one year later in 2004 and it's it's like an Olympics style game but you're Hamtaro characters and it's clearly the same engine and it really looks like it plays the same way except there's a lot of mini games where you're like diving and like you know doing sports things yeah <laughs> I can't remember what they're all called now but it's all kinds of different sports like track and field and there's like a volleyball game sure and I played that game to death. And so Hamtaro, that game almost has a bigger place in my heart than the anime even does because of how much I played Ham Ham games. Well, and it actually doesn't surprise me that they made a mini game game after Ham Ham Heartbreak, um, a mini game collection. There we well, go. Because that's the thing. It's not. It, I mean, it kind of is, but it isn't. Like you have to run around. There is an overworld for you them. too. It's not like a menu where you go and play the games. It's like, good morning, Ham Ham crew. Today is the day that the javelin throw happens. Uh-huh. Do that. And then you have to like go and find the javelin throw. And then you go and you enter yourself. Oh, that like, is interesting. It's, 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 it really, it, it is centered around these mini games, but mm-hmm. it's not. It's not a mini game collection. Yeah. It is kind of like what you're talking where it's like adventure gamey. Right. And you know, there's like, there's different teams. And so uh. like you have to do well. So you beat this other team and stuff. Yeah. But it's, sorry, not to, not to take the, the focus off of. No, not Ham at Ham all. Heartbreak. But. Well, Ham Ham Heartbreak just has some good mini games is yeah. all I was getting at is like just some decent stuff that they really made work again with this dictionary system. Like you have to use different words at different times yeah. to like really work these games. And there's not a lot at stake. You, there's no, there will never be a timer. You'll never feel rushed. The currency, like you're going to, 
you're going to have an overabundance of sunflower seeds, which are the currency. <laughs> like, you know yes. what I mean? They're not, it, this, it's a low stakes, low pressure game, but really has a lot of heart. And all the characters just feel so well written and themselves. If, if you have any tolerance at all for the cute and soft, I would try and find a, a ROM for this game. Let's see. I'd be interested to see how much it's selling for. Nintendo's podcast does not condone downloading illegally, <laughs> downloading illegal games. Something I was going to say is there were three Game Boy Advance games released based on Hamtaro. And that is a perfect opportunity for my Hamtaro Game Boy Advance collection on the Switch. Where is it? Bring it out. Can you imagine? The second game, Hamtaro Rainbow Rescue, never released in North America. Released in Japan, released in Europe, never released in North America. Oh my gosh. If it has any sort of the same systems like the Ham Chats as these other two games i will ju- i will sign your petition bring it to north america oh my god also there's rainbow a- rescue yeah look it up um there's a ds game too that i've never i've never heard of before but i'm definitely gonna play called high hamtaro little hamsters big adventure and now i just want to play it that one that one did come out in north america so bring back hamtaro um i want to see re-releases for all of this the 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 audience is huge they're everywhere. There's not just two guys sitting in a room that want to play this game. <laughs> I love Hamtaro. It's so good. This has brought back so many memories. So I'm that's that this is the reason why I jumped at, at that game in that list. Yeah. Even though I had never played that one specifically, I was like, dude, let's talk about Hamtaro. So I did just find Hamtaro Ham Ham Heartbreak on eBay. It looks like it's going on average between like fifteen and twenty dollars. Not which bad, not bad. It's yeah, that's an affordable a, a, this is a it's a long game. It's and I mean maybe twenty hours. You know, if you if you're willing to do ev- everything, maybe thirty. But you know, for twenty bucks, a Game Boy Advance game, that's that's not awful. And I don't think you'll regret it if no. this sounds like something you're into. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely true. So, Hamtaro Ham Ham Heartbreak joins the Nintendo Gems Hall of ha- Fame. Hall of Fame. We'll get a official like wall, you know, like like have some art and add like the pictures to it maybe on our social media yeah. or something yes like, i like it mess around in photoshop a little bit yeah stay tuned stay tuned so yeah you have anything else you want to you want to say about him him heartbreak no i'm feeling good cool play him taro <laughs> all right guys well i think that's gonna do it for the third episode of the Nintendo's podcast yeah we would both like to really thank you for for listening in uh we hope you've learned something i know i've had a good time hanging out as oh, usual sure. uh be sure to email us at nintendgems at gmail.com if you have anything to say to us at all because we we haven't heard anything from anyone yet so <laughs> send it in uh also like you know comment subscribe whatever the, the yeah stuff make is. sure to follow us on social media uh just search nintendgems we're probably going to be at nintendgems on instagram twitter and, and on itunes but for sure rate us on itunes i don't know how spotify and stuff works because i'm a plebeian rate us or anything or like us on there definitely do it follow us all right guys we'll quit groveling yeah y'all have a great day thanks again for listening and uh i'm brayden i'm jake and this has been the 10 gems podcast see you guys later